when we're speaking from that sense of I am, that sense of grounded, essential self, this is who I am, this is what I believe, we don't have to force, we don't have to be reactive, we just do, we just say. And that just Mm -hmm. comes across. When you make that connection with your body and your breath, and then you just give voice to that, that's everything. Welcome to All Things Menopausal. My name is Mary, and I'm a menopause doula. As a doula, we augment the healthcare profession as menopause support practitioners. I created this podcast, All Things Menopausal, to build community for women going through menopause transition and to foster resilience through the stories that connect, educate, and empower. These stories are real, raw, relatable, and they're very much relevant to the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual whole person that we are. In our midlife transition, we are not alone. Each week, you will hear from courageous, vulnerable, and knowledgeable guests sharing their passion, their journey, and lived experience. These are little clues to finding solutions to our unique situation. The menopause symptoms are personal, but the experience is universal. In this episode, I share a heartfelt, inspiring conversation with Karen Novi about the healing vibration of the voice and the importance of self-love. Karen is a vocal empowerment coach, teaching artists, speakers, songwriters, and facilitators of creative transformation. Working with groups, organizations, and individuals, Karen assists people in accessing their innate, powerful voice. Her expertise extends to guiding individuals through communicating and singing with confidence and clarity, recognizing that the voice is a transformative tool for healing. Karen strives to be an unstoppable force of love and healing in the world with a goal to touch and inspire the hearts and lives of others, sharing her creative light with everyone she encounters. The past year has been marked by expansive creativity and empowerment for Karen. She successfully launched her own woman show called A Hero's Journey Coming Home, a project of significant importance where passion and purpose intersect. Additionally, Karen has established herself as an author with the publication of her book, Coming Home, Be the Hero of Your Own Story. This work is a blend of a personal narrative, encompassing memoir elements, inspirational prose, and a spiritual exploration that reflects her commitment to both personal and collective growth. So let's hear her story. I'm here with Karen. She is a singer, a songwriter, author, a speaker, a vocal empowerment coach, a spiritual teacher, (laughs) a mother. My gosh, how do you fit it all in? What is your superpower? And can we have some of it, please? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Some days, I don't know. I, I, You know, it's funny because I think that's more of like a a chronological like explanation. Like I just kept adding things on. (laughs) And, you know, it's not like I do all of them all the time. But they do all describe me. So (laughs) wonderful. Well, I think that just having you here with what you can share with us in the brief time that we have spoken, I'm mm. quite impressed. But I think most importantly, what you what you offer is very relevant to the menopausal woman in mm. terms of 
the work you do with the somatic expression and calming the nervous system, connecting mm-hmm. with our inner knowing, using your voice for speaking your truth and learning how to do that. Mm-hmm. It's so much going on here. And it's very relevant because there is a period in our lives, pre-hormone fluctuation, if you will. It's as though the hormones are a barrier or a protective mm-hmm. mechanism to keep us from speaking out or being too maybe assertive or what we think is. Mm. And then the hormone barrier lifts and we say whatever we feel like and we don't care. And we find our voice finally for some of us for the first time yeah, and speak our truth. And this is so important. So tell us all about your Yeah, Yeah. I think you're right. I think at some point <clears throat> we realize that, and I don't know if it's a, if it's an awareness of mortality or if it's, well, I'm halfway, (laughs) might as well say what I feel. Or if it's just the wisdom that comes with the Mm. aging process. We, I do think that, you know, most women do get bolder and they're more comfortable in their skin and they're more aware of who they are and what matters to them. Their values are clear. I just think we become more clear about who we really are which is who we've always been, which is what we're trying to get back to. Beautifully expressed. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Like we're, we're walking this journey back to that beautiful, brilliant, unique light that we came into the world with. And that got started to get clouded, right? Even if you had the most amazing parents, even if you had the most amazing circumstances, we still take on energetically cultural and societal expectations, right? And family expectations. And we learn to, especially as women, I think we learn to sort of tamp it down yeah. and play small, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's, it's shifting. It's starting to shift a little bit, not fast enough for probably our, <laughs> our desire, but it is starting to shift. I think women are just becoming more, they're reconnecting with their wild side, with their power and, they are stepping into that, which is lovely and beautiful and amazing. So how do you teach women to step into that power? Mm. For me, as you were saying, it's a very physical, somatic, embodied experience. I enjoy helping people, not just women, but all people, but since we're specifically talking about women, to connect with their body to learn how to diaphragmatically breathe, which for some women I've been working with, it's the first time in their life. They're like, you want me to what? I am breathing. Well, no, you're lifting your shoulders and you're maybe using about a third of your lung space to teach a woman or any person that there's so much more space in there for us to just fill up with air. There's so much more support that our body can be giving us, right? Just for the mere physical act of speaking or singing, just vocalizing, period. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more space in there, which is kind of a cool analogy, right? A cool metaphor for like, there's so much more to us. We think it's this, but it's like this, you know, yeah. it's so expansive. Yes. And I think when you focus on the if you have that smaller view, right? If you have that tighter lens and you can't pan out, 
it's really hard to connect to the, the allness of who you are. I love that. So I think, you know, for me, literally just guiding a person to ground their feet, connect to the earth, right? We are natural beings. We are inherently growing and creating just like nature, just like the trees, just like the animals. And it's really powerful to imagine, you know, connecting through your feet to the earth. And then also, you know, through the root chakra, like taking the base of the spine and imagining that you're growing roots, you know, of whatever color into the ground and that you're really anchored. That connection to our earth energy, that's primal, that's Mm. powerful. It's there. If you just ask for it and it's right there to support you. And so whenever I'm guiding someone and singing, I have them imagine those roots going to the earth. I have them imagine that they are sort of growing themselves up from that rootedness and that you have an open chest, open throat, shoulders are back. We're saying, because our heart is exposed, I can be vulnerable and powerful at the same time. I'm opening up my heart. And I'm letting you know who I am. And our voice is the bridge between our inner wisdom, our essential self, and our external reality, our perception, the way we present ourselves to the world. So beautifully spoken. As you were describing it, I could feel myself sitting a little taller and feeling that expansiveness in my vertebrae and my shoulders going back. These are all the cues that we use in teaching a yoga class, of course, which I love to do is to teach a lot of similarities using the voice to akin to positioning our body to receive, but also to allow ourselves to explore, to go inward, which I'm sure so much vocal work is about. Yes, 100%. And it's so interesting because yoga and vocal work have this common denominator, which is the breath. That is literally life, (laughs) you know, and tapping into your breath, connecting with your breath, being in your body and connecting with your breath. is just like, here we are, we're in alignment. Like when you can do that, you know, you can feel it, right? You can feel it in your body. You can feel it in your heart. You can feel it in your soul. I'll leave the mind out of it because the mind's tricky. (laughs) But when you do that, when you connect to your breath, And then you connect to the earth and use that to sort of come up and speak or sing or set a boundary, right? Or advocate for yourself or someone else, or just tell someone I love you or have a difficult conversation, whatever it is. If you've done all this connection and you have all this support and you've created this inner sense of safety and security for yourself, then no one can hurt you. Nothing can hurt you. No one can hurt you. Before you say something. Before you express what's on your mind or in your heart, take a deep breath. So how does that change? I've experienced it. Tell our listeners, how does that change everything from the mental to the physical, to the emotional position of being ready to express, to advocate, as you said? Mm. I think it's the taking the moment and connecting with yourself, with your inner voice, your deep truth, not the facade and the masks and all the things that we do. Right. But it's like taking a moment 
and remembering who you are, connecting with that and speaking from that place with openness, transparency, honesty, but confidence and clarity. When we're speaking from that, that sense of I am, that sense of grounded, essential self, like this, this is who I am, this is what I believe. We don't have to force. We don't have to be reactive. We just do. We just say. And that just mm-hmm. comes across. When you make that connection with your body and your breath, and then you just give voice to that, that's everything. Whenever I'm going into a difficult conversation or really any kind of speaking engagement, I'm trained as a woman speak circle leader. And I don't know if I had told you that, but that is a public speaking group for women. And it's really supportive. But one of the biggest um, tenets of that process is women speak slowly and confidently and from a place of power when we get into our bodies, when we connect with our bodies, that is where we make babies for crying out loud. Our bodies are the key to our power. Our bodies are our power, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So, you know, I love how you express that, but more so when you said we speak slowly, I have experienced that. And I like to do this too, because I like to articulate my words. Oftentimes I have to present difficult facts or advocate or make recommendations, consult, guide, advise. And that can be tricky, particularly when you're doing it to say senior management, senior. Mm. I have come to believe, and it's, it's worked well for me to take my time to collect my thoughts and to speak slowly. But I've noticed that there's a tendency. I don't know if this is a behavior thing. I know it's a trait of an someone with ADHD or my counterparts, not always male, but predominantly male to want to jump into those gaps, those quiet moments of those pauses, where in fact, those pauses are necessary, particularly in speech writing, which I've experienced with Mm. when the audience is sitting there listening, they don't have a chance to jump in on you. Those pauses are necessary for them to take in what you just said. But it's not always the same when you're engaging in a conversation or a presentation amongst colleagues. They want to fill that gap. Right. Well, it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. And I think you're right. Getting comfortable and familiar with the power of the pause is huge. It's huge. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even in music, right? They, you know, <sighs> they've been saying this like the the rests are almost more important than the notes, right? Yeah. Like it's not. It's not even so much what you're saying. It's the pause or the wait or the time you're giving in between those phrases. True. Yeah. It's not necessarily the necessity to speak whatever reason, because it makes you look like you're intelligent. You have something to add. It's that rhythm, like the cadence, like our breath has a cadence. Right. Right. Out in for four, pause out for four, that kind of thing with that cadence. Very interesting though. So talk me through how you work with a client. I come to you, Karen, I need to be more forthright in my speaking. I have a podcast. I want to claim my voice of authority, but there are moments where I just struggle with what it is I need to share in my heart. How would you coach me? That's a great question. 
because I do coach, there are always similarities, but I coach people not just with public speaking, but the vocal empowerment piece. So I had a private client I was working with who happened to be male and he has his own business, is coaching business executives, high level, C-suite. And he was expressing a difficulty in his personal relationships. No problem in the professional relationship, but showing up in the personal relationships, the ones where there were maybe some history, right? Maybe some wounds, maybe some difficulties, right? Challenges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I helped him, first of all, do the embodiment piece, right? Get into feeling into your being connected to yourself, almost like hugging yourself and holding yourself and saying, you're good. You're, you're worthy. You're allowed to say this, right? You have these feelings. You have this thing that you want to say. You need to give yourself permission because no one else is going to say it for you. Right. So that's, that's sort of an empowerment, sort of a powerful empowerment piece that helped him a lot. Just kind of connect to how do I feel in my body? What is it? What is it I'm feeling? Where am I feeling it? What does that mean to me? What is that? What is that trying to tell me? What is my body? Our bodies, our breath and our voice. They're always trying to tell us something, show us something. God, I'm feeling that knot in the top of my stomach. This is a tricky subject for me, or this feels very vulnerable, right? And if we can sort of get real curious about what we're feeling in our bodies and what that means, that can, boy, that goes, that takes you a long way. So vocal empowerment, coaching, public speaking. And then the other piece that I do besides the singing is using our voice for healing, which is also what I've been talking about. All of this connection to your body, doing some mindfulness present sort of grounding awareness type exercises to kind of get people in that space, right? Similar to yoga class. There's so many, oh my gosh, Mary, I woke up this morning and this phrase popped in my head. Not kidding. I'm in the shower and I hear voice yoga. I was like, what? Is that a thing? And sure enough, I Googled it. It's a thing. Like there are people who've written on it. There are voice yoga practitioners, which is basically incorporating what you and I each do into one thing. Using the voice in yoga movements. And I was like, yeah, so you you absolutely have to look that up. But I was thinking, wow, how funny that just today, because I knew we were doing this, we were recording this today. Yeah. Tonight. And I was like, wow, that is wild. Like, so that idea of the asanas helping us to connect mind, body, and spirit, right? So there's that idea of union. That's what yoga Mm -hmm. is, union. So we're, it's the union of our heart and our voice and our breath and our confidence, right? Just bringing that up. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I will help people, like, for instance, if you came to me and said, I'm feeling like, I don't really know how to approach this or how to say this. I would say immediately, uh, first of all, let's get in our bodies. Let's shake it out. Let's dance it out. Let's move around. I have a client come in. That's the first thing we do. We talk for a few minutes and then we're just like getting into our bodies. We do a lot of movement <clears throat> and then we get grounded and then we get still and we get present, right? That to me is the secret sauce. That's the thing that unlocks everything. And once you do that, mm-hmm. You can start to tap into your voice. You can even just create simple sounds, kind of get your vibration, your internal vibration yeah. going, right? Right. Cause you're right. Our vocals are vibrating and that's creating vibration sensory throughout our entire body. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. You've probably heard of all of the research supporting this, but there's so much scientific data yeah. studies supporting how 
music and just vibration, but especially our own voice promotes just healing and cellular rejuvenation. It's incredible. You create new neuropathways by just speaking the new thought, right? Reframing and speaking. There's so much power in that vibration, connecting it to the voice and then speaking it out loud to yourself, to the world. So true. And even with the chakras, and we spoke about this before when we had our first little session together. We'll yes. talk about that later. In the chakra system or the chakras, the seven major chakras of the body, there is a vibration that's associated with each one. Mm-hmm. And when you sit in quietness in a meditative form and you start to chant like the yam, nilam, ram, they're all like the, the bija mantras, they're called like yes, all the associated. Bija syllables, yes. That's right. Syllables, yes. And it's so true. And even just using om just that vibration the word of the first sound that was ever echoed in the creation of the universe as we are here in hindu history yes the bija mantras and it's so true you when you're sitting in that silence you almost can feel like oh yeah and then the visualization drawing your attention to the root or drawing your attention to the sacral chakra at the base of the spine it's just incredible now it's so powerful to connect to that and then create the sound vibration that aligns with that it's amazing so and that's what i wanted like how did you yourself come to discover this unique talent this skill set that could help unlock say that hidden trauma if you will or those obstacles those blocks that get in the way we talk about well singing just singing in general for me, didn't do it as a child. I started writing songs and then I started singing because who else was going to sing my songs? Mm -hmm. And I was not a strong singer and I didn't feel really connected to my voice. Historically, I had a great loss of power with my voice. In my family, I felt like to be safe, I had to be under the radar, real Mm -hmm. quiet, good little girl. Don't make waves. They got enough going on. That's how I learned to carry myself. When I started singing, I realized th- these are all the things I've been wanting to say. I would put them in songs. It was amazing, but no one understood that I was trying to communicate. I would write a song about how I felt about it. It was cathartic, but it never actually communicating it to another person or the entity of family. So that when I was learning to sing myself and then starting to be a vocal coach for others, I discovered a book called Free Your Voice. Okay. And this woman, I think I actually have the copy right here because I keep it real close by. There you go. Awaken to Um, life through singing. Yeah. And so, you know, and she does come at it as as the voice, as a, a spiritual tool, like a spiritual transformation. Like your voice is unique to you and it's directly attached to your soul, to like who you are. And then when you're exploring certain sounds, and as you say, when we're creating certain tones and syllables connected to the chakras, we are connecting to them. We are clearing out stagnant energy. We are creating space and opening the possibility. And those chakras are, it's the astral body that we're working with, right? Which is the emotion body, the emotion piece of our energy. So when we have childhood traumas, or PTSD of any kind, we have a disconnect with our voice. That's the first place I would start is starting to clear the chakras. And I guide people through this all the time. And it's a powerful process. I mean, sometimes real big emotion can get moved 
and especially when you're doing it in a group, right? So our voices are vulnerable, but they're also the key to our power. And if we can get past that, that idea that, you know, you can't use your voice, don't use your voice, you're too loud, keep it down. I mean, these are just simple messages that almost every parent in the history of parents. Oh yeah. Children, children should be seen, not heard. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. I can't tell you how many times I heard that one. Yeah. Lord. Like all these things, they sound, you know, fairly innocuous at the time, right? It's just like, you know, can you keep it? We internalize those things, especially as children. We've got no filters. We've got no, there's no way to know that's about that person. They're just having a bad day or whatever. Like we just, we take it on. We just like, you know, suck it in. It becomes part of our subconsciousness and then we internalize it. And then we move and live and be from that place. Mm -hmm. And that's limited, right? We limit ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So once we connect to the power of our voice and the ability that we have to use it in our bodies, to create vibration, to clear energy, and to just connect really what I believe is what we're doing is we're connecting to our voices, but what we're really doing is we're connecting to what I call the big love. We're connecting to like creative energy. We're connecting to the universe and everything that has ever or ever will live and be. You know, there's that, for me, in how I teach, there's that spiritual component because it's not just about just you, right? It's about you as part of the whole, right? It's you as an individual, it's you as the wave and the ocean. So I'm helping someone dive into and connect to their own voice and then clearing out some energy so that they can then connect to something bigger, right? Like higher consciousness. And I think once we connect to that, we can heal on a really deep level. Yeah. And co and connect on the collective consciousness as well. And as we heard, like attracts, like when you start vibrating in a frequency akin and aligned to a vibration and frequency at the same oscillating level, there's a connection of the astral body. Yes. Consciously, we don't even know it. And then suddenly, Hey, we're in tune and aligned with something right. greater. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's funny because we're our energy, right? I mean, our radar is on yeah. all the time. We're constantly transmitting energy and we're constantly receiving energy, right? Mm-hmm. We're like little radio frequency antennas up all the time. You can walk into a room, right? And you can immediately sense if you're aware, if you're connected to it. And even if you're not, you can always sense like, Ooh, there's something happening in this room. Yes. Or you can sense like when there's the party vibe or when there's something very heavy has just happened. You can sense when you're having a conversation with somebody, what kind of mood they're in. Right. And they don't even have to say anything yet. So we're just constantly transmitting, receiving. And it's part of it for me, the energy work of it is important to note that we can have an energy of presence. We can decide in this moment, like I'm going to, set my chakras to a certain opening to be present. I can be super present. I can be aware. I can be connected. And then, you know, from that place, we can be more aware of what we're transmitting and what we're taking in. And we can actually literally, you know, protect our energy too, which is really important to do. True. Yeah. Yeah. So have you had any of your clients have an incredible breakthrough, so to speak, that they've had to share with you that you'll never guess what happened after I worked with you? Yes. I mean, it's sort of ongoing while I'm working with people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I use a metaphor or a visual cue mm-hmm. for them. And all of a sudden they're like, you can hear 
their voice like drop into their belly. Like you can hear that it's coming from a, a deeper, richer, truer place. And that's wild for some people because they've never spoken or sung from that place. I have a woman who's classically trained and she's been singing in the head voice, the upper range of the voice with gravitas, with muscle her whole life. And about three weeks ago, this woman's in her sixties. I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine that you're connected to your, that you're actually singing from your creative bowl down here. This is the place where you literally grow babies. I want you to connect to that power. And then I want you to sing these notes. And it was a completely different sound that came out of her body. She was just like, what was that? It was wild to watch. And now we've been working with that for the following few weeks. And she's like, I just can't believe that I've been singing this way my entire life. And it's not the full story, right? It's not, it's not the full picture. I have so much more. I have so much more depth and richness and warmth and power in this other area and singing from this other place. And then and I, think, I guess- I think- Oh, go ahead. We'd naturally spill over into their life, like how they show up in the world and how they see themselves and their place in the world. Even after a one hour session, there is a different person that walks out the door than that walked in the door. And that's just the first time. But even if they've been coming for a long time, you see these gradual growth and these moments of like, really like those aha moments, like the, Uh oh my God, I can't believe. I I had another student recently Mm. say that We were talking about the connection of the breath to the voice and how it's like the wind in the sails, right? It's like the thing that makes it happen, right? We can put our vocal cords in a certain position, but if we're not passing air through them, there's not going to be any sound. And then she reversed it and she was talking about connecting her voice center power also connected to the birth canal. She was making all these connections herself because I said something about the power of the pelvis and she was just like, I can't believe what that just meant to me. And I have to stop the lesson now because I have to process this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, beautiful. it was mind blowing for her. I was just watching her sort of put this all together. And I watched her body, how it changed her body. I just watched like lights coming on and connections being made. It was just wild. The voice I- is such a vehicle for all these amazing moments and this growth. And like you said, this empowerment, right? Yeah. So tell our listeners how they can get a little bit of this experience. How would they have lessons with you? How do you have workshops? Yeah. So probably, you know, the quickest way is to go to my website, which is my name, karennovi.com. Um, and you can, you know, join my email list. I send out blog posts. I've just launched my own podcast with yes. a, a dear sister friend. So that's going to be coming in January. I have two Instagram handles. One is Karen Novi songwriter, which I post all of my vocal and sort of even spiritual and inspiring stuff too. And then I have Karen Novi coaching. So you can, you can get in touch with me that way. There's this. I was going to ask you about your book and I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah, this is a little bit of my own story, but it's really about personal growth and development. It's called Coming Home. And I published that almost two years ago now. Congratulations. Shocking. It's been on my bucket list to write a book. I know that I will find my voice and eventually write the damn thing. We're each individuals so unique and so brilliant. And 
it's important to acknowledge that and to bolster yourself up. Yeah, this is this is important to me. This is something I know about. I'm an expert on this. Even if you don't feel like an expert, I can talk about that. I can, I can, I can, there's, there's certain people will only understand that concept if you transmit that to them. Mm-hmm. Like we learn this as coaches, something that you say and something someone else says, you could say the exact same thing and how you're saying it energetically is going to reach certain people and how someone else is transmitting that because it's all energy is going to reach other people. And in the South, they say, there's no telling. So like, meaning that there's no telling how far what you're doing will reach, who it will reach, who it will help. That's why it's so important for every one of us to show up authentically, openly, and honestly with transparency, because there's only one of you, you know? Yes. And we're all on this journey for a particular reason and finding our purpose. Why am I here? Is probably the question that's contemplated the most right through the billions of people that walk this planet. What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And we've learned about that and how we made our connection was through a coaching program, yes. learning how to coach people and using our pain points, our mess, which is our message, connect with someone else who needs to receive that same transformation that we have figured out through our trials and tribulations and our pain and our aha moments and saying, I figured something out here. I want to share. If there's something that I can say that will save someone else from suppressing their truth and their desires and developing breast cancer, which is what I did. That's part of my story. If I can guide someone in some way that will save them from having to get to that point before they realize they're not being true to themselves or they're not living the life that they want to be living and they're not speaking and, and showing up and and taking care of themselves, self-care, self-love, hugely important. If I, if I can do that for someone else, and I know I am sure you feel this way too. If you can just do that for even one person, like as a life, you know, well-lived. Just affecting one person's life as, as mother Teresa says, you don't have to change a hundred or help a hundred people. You can just help one. And by helping one, you've helped a hundred. Exactly. Because Something that just that keeps effect. rippling out, right? That, that, that person will help three yeah. people. Will help yeah. And yes, I will be, I'm putting out, <laughs> besides the podcast coming the new year, I'm creating a course. I do teach my sound healing sessions online and, and vocal lessons online, but I'm creating a course for the sound healing portion of it. And then I'm creating a course that's called reclaim your voice, which is Mm. all the different ways that we sort of lose connection and lose power and how we can little by little get it back by accessing our voice. There's a lot of alignment here in terms of the work that I do as a doula and something stirred in me when you said, if you could just say one thing to help somebody survive, to get through, to avoid a catastrophe of some sort, whatever it might Mm. be. And that is what we do as a menopause doula is just Mm. be that support. We don't have to have all the answers, but we collect enough information and we start compiling it and validating it and checking against the research. And let me tell you listeners, ladies out there who are listening, the research is a fast moving train right now when it's coming to menopause and female hormones. We're finally cracked open. This pot of gold, if you will, and say, what? 
wow, the discoveries that are being made and I'm trying to stay on top of it as fast as I can. Like just pouring a podcast, listening intently, list like hell. It's so I can get every little book, every little piece of information. I have a, right. a shared folder of hundreds of PMED articles now, but in that I'm now saying, okay, where is my voice? What is my story amongst all of this? I don't want to be definitely going out there saying you should do this and have you check this out because you're missing out on some information. It's, it's just that role that we play, that we have a voice. We have a voice to express. We'll have something to share, right? Beautiful. Yeah. Even for those people who don't think, and I'm sure there's listeners out there who are having that aha moment saying, Hey, well, I know something that I never thought about sharing with somebody else because I was never encouraged to, I was never lifted up my, like you had touched on my childhood, bringing my social settings, never taught me that it was okay to do that. Right. And we suffer for it. We're suffering for it because it's suppressed. Yeah. Just in the same way that we're, you know, that women who are going through these hormonal changes, you're kind of, you know, sometimes you're like lost in the, in the numbers. You don't really even know what's how you're like, what's happening with my body, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not getting maybe from Western medicine, <laughs> sort of the acknowledgement and support that you need because, you know, sometimes doctors like to, you know, uh, what is the word? Minimize, you know, what you're trying to tell them. Right. So I think, I think the work that you're doing in this arena is so important because it helps first of all, helps a woman not feel like she's completely bonkers because, you know, we all know that hormones can do that anyway kind of set you off a little bit, but if you feel like no one's talking about this and this must not be happening for everybody else, it must be me. If you feel isolated like that, that's, that's a terrible feeling, right? That is not a a life affirming feeling. So I think, you know, sharing information about that is important. And secondly, you are showing support in that you are actively listening to someone, even if you don't say one word and you're just letting them share what's going on for them. I mean, what a gift, right? That the gift of listening, boy, we need to do more of that. And which is the other half, exactly. Well put, which is the other half of that communication feedback loop, the yes. receiver, the listener, the communicator, yes. the listener, and it's just a feedback loop. And we talked about, you know, the voice using the voice, but there's such an other important piece of that. And that is receiving that voice. I hear you. I hear you. I validate what you're having to say. Saying I hear you to someone or saying I understand or I hear you. Like true compassion and grace and kindness. I mean, it, it changes people's lives. I mean, I'm not even just acknowledging someone. If I meet a stranger and our eyes meet and I acknowledge them like energetically, like there's a difference. Like there's something that happens. When mm-hmm. someone feels seen, you don't even have to say anything, but if someone feels seen and, and heard and validated or acknowledged in any way, that's life-changing. So many of us come up with like, you know, maybe families where maybe there's a lot of kids, maybe not everybody can get their you know attention or whatever, or maybe there's, you know, even, you know, really intense negative messages. And that is so detrimental. And what if you're that person? What if you're that one person that was there 
in that moment that can look that person in the eye or listen or just say, I acknowledge you. I see you. I hear you. I mean, what a gift. What a gift to their soul, to their life, you know? My husband, what a beautiful soul he is when it comes to that gift Mm -hmm. of allowing people to feel seen and heard. He has this, Mm -hmm. I think he's been doing it as long as we've been married, but when he has to make those calls and he gets the receptionist or the customer service agent on the line, and no matter what mood he is in, he needs to solve a problem, he's frustrated, it doesn't matter. He goes into that conversation. The first thing he says is, hey, my name is Gavin. How's your day going? How are you today? Mm. And without even being on the other end, (laughs) I think so. But I can almost feel it. If I'm in the room and he's asked that question, he's on the phone, I can almost feel the person's shoulders come down. And just this, right? good. Yeah, man, thanks. Thanks, mate. (laughs) It's incredible. And it changes everything. So I've started that. At first, you know, you walk into the bank. Hey, how's your day going? Like, oh, crazy lady. There she is again. (laughs) (laughs) This wacky friendly lady. I just love it because it brings me so much joy. Exactly. Right. That's what it's about. And that's the thing I love about all of this that we're talking about. There is the connection piece, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we are creatures of tribal cultural connection, right? We want, we're not meant to be out on the tundra by ourselves. Like we like connection. Connection is good and healthy and important. And so to me, like the first connection you make is with yourself. And when you do that, and I mean like in a deep self-love, accepting and loving yourself, no matter what you've been through or what you think people think of you or what you think of you based on your history. If you can just get to that point of like, no matter what, I love myself. I'm creating safety for myself. If you can make that connection within yourself, you're going to be able to connect with other people and they're going to feel that. And then they're going to, it's just, it's just the web just keeps, oh, I it's no powerful. wonder that self-love advocate is on your resume because I can <laughs> definitely see why. That is my biggest thing. I talk about it. I write songs about it. I do the whole thing. Yeah. Beautiful. And and we can find your music on, oh, I just yes, checked out on Spotify. So yep. tell our Spotify, listeners where can. Apple Music, Amazon, mm-hmm. all of the digital outlets. It's under my name as an artist, Karen Novi. The singles that I put out in the last year, year and a half, really speak to a lot of these things that we're talking about. There's a song called Love is Waiting. There's a song called Silver Lining. These just me sharing musically some of the things that I've been through and learned from my own life and my own journey. And I'm thinking, well, if it's that way for me, we are all humans here trying to walk the same journey, like the work, the coaching and all of the things. What if this one line in this one song can make someone's day or help them get through a moment of desperation, despair. Yeah. And well, so much going on in your life, podcasting being added now to that resume. You have a podcast. <laughs> you mentioned yeah. it. So you've got to tell yeah, us all about this. It's called Funny Enough Homecoming. Mm. And because my book is called Coming Home, but it wasn't really related to that, but it's all related to that, in my opinion. Our whole purpose, I believe, this is a big statement here, get ready. I believe the whole purpose of our life is to love ourselves, to come back to ourselves, to recognize our spirit, our power, our wisdom, 
and then to live from that place. All of the things like going to a nine to five job, raising some kids, whatever else is going on, that's all life and that's all human. I get it. But I feel like there's a whole rock opera happening and you can't just look at this one piece. It all starts with homecoming, starting the journey back home to yourself. I wrote this poem back in 2017 when I was about, I was getting on a, I was on a plane heading over to Italy with my best friend for a big birthday. This poem that's in the beginning of my book, it's called Homecoming. And the thing that I love about it so much, if I may, for a second. Absolutely. Please do. um, Right. Is you and you alone are the master of your destiny, responsible for your happiness, free to choose your path, to dive inside yourself and remember your very essence, to celebrate your unique divinity, pursue your life stream and realize your potential, listening to the voice, the one that guides you and has guided you since before you can remember, reclaim, resuming your wholeness, reclaiming your joy, returning to love, homecoming. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the full Monty. That's what the journey is all about. Amen mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. I love that. So beautiful. And all of these are modalities. All of these are avenues, mm-hmm. right? Yoga, meditation, Tai Chi. For some people, it's running, getting in nature. For me, it's the voice. I, I suppressed my voice for so long and that, so that when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I knew immediately, I'm not kidding, almost within two weeks, I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Because the universe was trying to get through to me and I was just like, nope, I'm going to play small. I'm just going to be over here and I'm just going to be quiet because, you know, I don't really want to upset anybody. I don't want to. And the universe was like, you got a lot. You got to share. You got to start opening it. You got to start talking. And in that moment, I knew I was going to be okay. And I knew that it was a pivotal moment. It was suppressed like a dizzy. Well, that's what it is. Disease is dis-ease. Right. Lack of flow, lack of energy flow in the body gets trapped and it festers. It does. Two other guests that I've had already on my show have spoken the same thing. Survive cancer, but they have said that cancer happened because not dealing with with something the past trauma childhood whatever it was an illness something needed some tending to the garden needed tending to and those weeds were taken over exactly Mm -hmm. like when they told me my tumor was really far back on the left side really up up against the chest wall which is a very odd place not that's not usually where it is but it was literally like as close to my heart as it could be and still be in my breast. <laughs> it was like, my heart was dying, was suffering. It was just atrophying because I was not living the life the way I want to be living it. I was not speaking my truth. I was not connected. I just wasn't living my truth. I just wasn't. I wasn't, I kept suppressing it. I kept shying away from it. And you're right, that energy that when we suppress, right, it collects in different areas in our body, right? If you have a problem with your shoulder, your knee or your kidneys or whatever, you can bet that there's something going on that that's where you're holding that energy. That's where it's stuck. That's why the chakra clearing with the voice is so powerful because sometimes we don't even know, right, that we're holding it there or what it is that it's related to. But our bodies are amazing, and like magical. I mean, oh my gosh. Just the fact that it blows my mind when I think about how all the systems in our body work together, how our heart just keeps beating and our lungs just keep expanding and contracting and we're not doing anything. We're just going about our day, but our mm-hmm. bodies are amazing. 
everything, all the different mm -hmm. circulation, all the different systems. And if something is causing you dis-ease or illness or stress or pain, your body's trying to tell you something. So pay attention, get help where you can, feel into it, get connected with it, and then release whatever it is. We've all had things happen to us that have been capital T or small T trauma. Even if it's your vocal teacher saying, you can't sing, don't sing, your voice is terrible, whatever it is. We've all had those traumas and those are things that stick with us. And unless we release that and unearth it, it's going to stagnate. It's going to fester. Energy is meant to be moved and we need to release those things. It's not serving anyone and it's definitely not serving you. So perfect. It brings it full circle. We need to unearth it. And we start off by saying, getting back to the roots, getting back to being primal, bring it up, pull it up, bring it out of the surface. And that's what menopause is all about. It's that invitation to mm. let those things percolate to the top and then go and deal with them. Don't run them from them, acknowledge them, say, okay, I'm going to do some house cleaning now and I'm going to live my best life beyond my postmenopause into my postmenopausal years. Right. Uh, that, because that doesn't define you, right? Like, mm -hmm. like these are chemical and human body physical experiences that don't define how you get to live and how you want to live and what you desire. There's so much more. So yeah. you face it head on, find out what you can find out, do what you got to do, accept it, love yourself and move through it. Oh, so beautiful. You are going to be one heck of an amazing coach. And well, you are already, but just bringing this up and allow people to have some joy with it and really That's sit the thing. Yes. Singing is the most joyful expression of our voices. And when I hear someone say, I can't sing, or someone tell me I can't sing, or I'm tone deaf or whatever, I have taught people who can't hear a pitch and can't sing it to sing melodies. I'm like, everyone can sing. Everyone can connect to their voice. I will, I will guarantee that personally. <laughs> Somebody's singing. Yeah. So often it's a disconnect, right? Yeah. But yeah. And singing is just so joyful and it just creates such relaxation in your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure not to become unfearful, not frightened of our own voice while we're singing, that must carry on, spill on to life. I had said this to you earlier, is that having that voice to advocate for your own health. When you walk into that doctor's office who wants to minimize your condition and of course, minimal time to do it because here in Canada, everything's on the 10 minute timer. 10 minutes. Healthcare. What are you going to learn in 10 minutes? Yeah. 10 minutes to, to reveal everything that's troubling you to your doctor. And then they have to move on because we are a system that's based on a monetary reward of just pumping through people. We're overtaxed, understaffed. And we're breaking down the barriers of a social construct that, that minimized women's health because of lack of information. And the oh, hundred percent globally. That's for sure. Yeah. That's a global issue for sure. But I'm just so excited. I'm with your work and vibrating at your energy level, <laughs> if you will. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, on those days, we all have hard days, right? But if you can, in those first few moments of your day, if you can sort of reframe or you know, state something out like this. This is a great day. It's a great day. It's going to be great. I'm so yeah. grateful. I woke up list. I write in my gratitude journal every morning, it, at least five things. It's very important. Yeah. It's very cathartic yeah. that writing don't do it on computer. 
you have to right. feel, exactly feel the ink going over the pen. Lots of colors makes it even better because colors have energy as well. There's mm -hmm. a color associated with each of the chakras as well. Yes. Start your day off just right. And for me, that is always meditation. I've been doing an Isha, Isha Kriya with a Sadhguru for quite some time. Recently, I picked up and he published it probably in, or it aired it in 2019. And it's Deepak Chopra and Oprah. And it's the 21 days of gratitude. I've gone back to listen to that one over and over again. And it's just grace and gratitude, 20 minutes of my time, but it's just so rewarding. And I incorporate now my own breathing exercises. I'm listening to it. But what a difference. Right. It sets me up for success for the entire day. Oh, yeah. If you can start out with your with a higher vibration, right? And I'm not saying that it's realistic to think that every moment of every day is going to be at that vibration. But if you can, out of the gate, just set yourself up for that, it makes all the difference for sure. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to give your listeners a few little things that they could try, right? So yes. humming. Humming is a great relaxing sound. Something you can do. Mm -hmm move it around. You can just hum on one note. Children hum and sing all day, every day while whatever they're doing, those joyful little buggers, they're just using their voice constantly. We forget, we disconnect. We're grown up. We're adults. We're mature. Why would we do that? I use it in the grocery line. I use it when I'm stuck in traffic. I just hum. I also do a vocal release of a sigh as like my favorite thing to do ever. And you can just do that when it with stress is coming up. Ah, ah, just create that sort of that arc of a sound, right? Ah, Sanskrit bija, or I think it's a bija syllable. Where did I learn this? He oh, I learned this in the Free Your Voice book because she has uh, oh. recordings that go along with it. He similar to Om, it's like a very like transcendent, like mm. expansively spiritual sound. It's like your your own your specific own soul sound. Awesome. So these are all great things that somebody can do. The humming, yeah. Mm -hmm. being silly all, right. all of it mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean literally humming is like yeah humming and just mm, mm, yeah. little things you can do right and of course in yoga the lion's breath the big inhale oh, yeah. through the nose out exhale through the mouth with a loud audible <laughs> sound and <laughs> i love that one Especially i do that with my vocal students as well it's just such yeah. a great release especially when you're in the down dog position you've just finished a pretty intense flow sequence in your body. Oh, yeah. It's just vibrating from all that opening up and you're just, you got to release that energy that you've yeah. stirred up. It's letting it go. <sighs> this, I love this. Best. This has been so much fun. I do yes. like to always ask my guests about their books that they've been reading. So we've talked oh, about gosh. two. Anything. Oh, what did particular? I mention to you? What did I, what did I tell you? Oh, you shared with me two books that are of your favorites, Woman Evolve. And then you mentioned earlier, Scary Close. I had just finished that one too. Yeah, those are those are great. Scary Close is about, you know, emotional intimacy. And we, we can't get that with another person if we can't have it with ourselves, right? And just being honest with ourselves. I, Two other books that have been profoundly impactful in my life in terms of my personal growth transformation, but also spiritual journey, The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. Of course. And The Untethered Soul, which is Michael A. Singer. Yeah. I mean, they're like top of my list. Like both of them impacted me, you know, in the last five years, as I've turned to this and been walking this path, they were both just invaluable. Mm. 
That's yeah. great. We're going to share all those books in the show notes, of course. I think Goodreads or maybe Amazon or one of those book clubs should bring me on as their official sponsor because I have I share so many great books on my podcast and I just love you know as they say share a great book but nobody wants to let go of their hard copies anymore or their paperbacks it's like a precious gem I know so I share it with the feel of a the, book yeah I do I do it's yeah. such a magical thing well Karen this has been amazing I've enjoyed thoroughly our time together I would like to bring you back again. We'll get into I'd some juicy details of your back. course. I can even guide you through a couple of exercises. Great. Oh, I wish you all the luck. And it's going to be amazing on your podcast that launches in January. Your mm-hmm. podcast is called Home. It's a conversation with you and your bestie or very close friend. One of my soul sisters. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. That's- Tara Hayes. The conversation and we just pick a, a topic on a given episode, you know, like self-love is actually the one yeah. we're recording this week. And, you know, Beautiful. we just talk about it. We talk about okay. the books and the quotes and the things and we dance. It's great. Okay. Well, by the time this episode airs, you will be fully up and running. So That's I'll sweet. share the link to your podcast in the show notes as well. Fabulous. Share that with the listeners. And I wish you a wonderful evening. Happy adventures with your singing, coaching, songwriting, podcasting. I'm sure there's going to be 10 other things on your resume by the time we connect again. I actually, just the (laughs) other morning, I started writing something and I was like, what? Like I'm listening to the universe. I'm like, this is a novel. I, I don't write fiction. Like I was just like, I don't know. (laughs) It seems like a lot. So I, in fact, like two days ago, started writing what I think is going to be a novel of some sort. So it's been said by those people who say these things that when you're vibrating at that high frequency and you're aligned, the universe will bring you answers fast and furious. It just and those downloads just comes and comes. I want to thank you for the invitation to come and have all of these conversations with you. I want to thank you for what you're doing for women and on behalf of women. I want you to thank you for your beautiful soul, your beautiful spirit. You're such a generous, warm, kind spirit about you. And we've only had one other conversation, but immediately we connected. And I just acknowledged, because I think that's really important for women to support each other on their growth and their journey. And so I'm just so grateful to you. So thank you. Karen moved. Thank you so much. That's, that means so much to me. You render me speechless. I'll have to go find my voice now. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I brought Karen onto my show for a number of reasons, mainly because we were assigned to the same accountability group in Amy Porterfield's digital course Academy. But as she and I began sharing our experiences, we felt this real genuine connection. And there are so many similarities in the work that she does as a vocal empowerment coach as to chakra energy balancing, a field of study that I have spent the past four years investing in. The core function of the Vishuddha, which is also known as the throat chakra, is self-expression, being able to speak your highest truth with ease. And this includes communicating verbally, expressively, but in written format as well. Being a good communicator also encompasses the act of listening and learning. So it's not just about graceful expression, but humble listening. The Vishuddha is associated with the neck and throat area, including the upper shoulders, the jaw, the thyroid, and the parathyroid glands. 
So when this chakra is opening and flowing, one can receive ideas and understand messages clearly, as well as voice oneself graciously and with gratitude. So how do you open it? Well, this of course is a work of Karen, but let's just say you're in that situation where you have to deliver a talk, be it a speech, carrying out a difficult conversation, or you just need to express yourself openly and with confidence, say with your doctor perhaps, and you don't have a Karen in your back pocket to prepare you. Well, here are some simple strategies to stimulate the energy flow in your throat chakra. The first, you can try tapping, using your fingertips lightly tap along the sides of the throat and across the collarbone area and shoulders and into the jaw region. You can also hum the Bija Mantra Ham, H-A-M. This is the tune that is assigned to the Vishuddha. You can also sound out the vowel I as in ice. And the act of humming alone creates a vibration that will begin to open the energy wheel of the chakra. It's very effective also in calming the nervous system. And the third, you can practice a few yoga moves will help open the throat chakras with certain poses and they include camel pose, which is the opening of the chest and the throat, or a pyramid pose, which is with your head down and your chin is tucked so you're choking off the throat. You can find Karen at karennovi.com and on Instagram she's at karennovicoaching and karennovisongwriter. And she also is on YouTube, Reclaim Your Voice. Books on Karen's bookshelves, which are very good reads, Scary Close, Dropping the Act and Finding True Intimacy by Donald Miller. The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle and Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. And of course, she has her own book, Coming Home, Be the Hero of Your Own Story, which you can purchase online from her website linked in the show notes. Do you need support through your menopause transition? Uh, Menopause doula can help. You can find me at mlcoaching.com. And help me help you by filling out a simple survey, which is linked in the show notes. Your input is greatly valued and will help in the design and creation of tools, courses, and other resources for my upcoming one-on-one and group coaching programs. Take the survey. It's linked in the show notes. Like, follow, share, subscribe. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Consider leaving a review. Spreading the word will help broaden my audience reach and further impact more women as they experience the transition. 